Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. Welcome to Soul Talks. It's so good to talk with you and invite you into this conversation. And uh, our heart is to elevate conversations uh, to invite us into God's presence see the smile of Jesus. So thanks for joining with us. Gosh, we wish you could have been with us at our recent Institute Week that we had in Atlanta area, up in the uh, hills of Georgia. We had such a great time with a number of our our friends, uh, pastors and spiritual directors and small group leaders and missionaries, a whole uh, crew of people from different different, uh, types of ministries that gathered together. And we had just a powerful time of learning and spiritual and psychological development and our book, Journey of the Soul, and a lot of just great stories that came out of that, Christy. And we're just so proud of of all of you who listen and and those of you connecting with us in in deeper ways through our talking with one of our senior spiritual directors on our staff or coming to an institute or reading our resources. It's just so fun to hear the stories. So many stories we get to hear of people leaning in closer to Jesus and, and just opening up our, our hearts to God and to each other and learning how to uh, go uh, further in, in God's grace so that our, our ministry and our work can be done in the easy yoke of Jesus. I love reflecting upon what God does when these pastors and leaders and lovers of him come away and give him a week of time to just be present to him and to learn and to be in an authentic community. And I'm thinking of one of the pastors who came who wrote us and said that through the week has learned that it's okay to show emotions and that to let them linger and that in doing so it's made him more human and helped with connecting with God in a more authentic way and said also that it's made more space to let others be comfortable with their emotions and then you know for them for him to be a source of connection for them and then the same pastor said that they came away from the week being able to better be in deeper friendship with Jesus, have a greater experience and understanding and intimacy in their relationship with God the Father, and said, I'm now a more empathetic and effective pastor, friend, parent, spouse, and I'm coming away with nuggets and tools and ways to live and food for thought that will help me receive more from God and let his love flow out through me. And I just rejoice when we get to read these kind of things, this feedback we hear, and just praise God for what he does in the lives of these pastors. And, and we get to be a part of it, too. We're always blessed in every retreat, too. Yeah, and that's, that's sort of a story relates with so many of the people in, in the room at the Institute, because they're uh, all of you listening, you're, you're heroes to come into God's presence with authenticity and to, you know, because we're really, we're all wounded healers. If, if we'll get out of denial and admit it, and if we'll do the inner journey work that we, we talk about in the Christ stage model that we've just been talking to you about in recent podcasts and uh, that, that I stage of the inner journey, uh, which is what the, the work of grace that God is doing when we're at the wall, when we're in these times of trial or spiritual dryness, and so uh, that story from, from that woman resonated with a, a lot of the people in the room, uh, men and women, because we're learning t- together to be more courageous in our, our honesty about what, what we're really experiencing in our life, in our family, in our ministry, and 
learning together, uh, th- largely through listening to each other, how to find God in our stories and in, in our journeys. And so it is uh, so encouraging as we see you uh, walk this walk, uh, walk it out with Jesus and the way that God empowers us and strengthens us. And then we, we see how then we're better able to minister out of the overflow when instead of the ministry just being something we're pushing and striving at or using our, our gifts and our abilities, and, uh, but we're, we're coming out of a response to God's grace and the ways that God has met us deep in our, in our hearts and in our stories. And so thanks for tuning in, and today in particular we are going to talk about uh, longing for a father's love. Uh, We've got Father's Day coming up as we uh, are um, airing this podcast, Uh, but this is a topic not just uh, in the context of Father's Day, it's for all of life because, you know, we all have a father, and that relationship has shaped us, it's shaped everything about us, including our relationship with God, and especially God is Father. And, you know, Christy, over the years, as I have talked with so many different people, and and you as well, all different kinds of men and women, but in particular right now I'm thinking about male pastors, uh, which I have a special heart for because I've uh, been a male pastor and I'm a pastor to pastors today and, and in my career also as a psychologist, and so many uh, of the pastors that I talk with have uh, very deep father wounds, strained relationships with their fathers, uh, lived under a lot of pressure uh, to perform or perfectionistic standards or judgment or not feeling a connection with their dad uh, and how this has shaped them. And most male pastors uh, come out of their childhood uh, closer to their mom mm-hmm. than to their father. And, uh, and they're, they're trying to sort of be a better father, a better male leader, lover of God and, and a spiritual leader. And uh, it's hard to do that if you haven't experienced healing in that father wound, if you haven't experienced uh, spiritual fathering, um, uh, mentoring from uh, a father figure. And this is this is true for uh, women as well. Yes, it is. I hear it from women pastors also. Oftentimes they had fathers who were distant and removed and not expressive or affirming of them. Maybe they didn't feel close to them or didn't feel like their fathers knew how to respond to them. Of course, the truth is that for all of us in our relationships with our father, uh, as well as our, our mother and other uh, authority figures or, or parent figures in our life, there's, there's some positives and there's some negatives. And that, that's true of you and I, Christy, as, as parents and you know, all of us. We, we bring uh, two sides of ourself in, into our, our life and into our relationships and so the process of honoring our father and mother really is based in uh, differentiating between that which is good and that w- which is bad. And so we, we honor the, the position that God has given us parents and uh, they've given us life and there are ways that they have cared for us and blessed us and we thank God for that. But uh, embedded in that is the need to discern and differentiate where there's been some some wounds or some dysfunction or uh, addiction or some deficits of of care and and to admit how this has shaped us and uh, in the bible this is referred to especially in the old testament as confessing the sins of our parents because these sins affect us and then we tend to repeat them either in the same way or the opposite sort of way by reacting against that and so part of honoring our father and our mother is this healing process of admitting the truth of how we've been wounded. And 
Sometimes the, the, if your parent is still alive, the place to start is not a conversation with that parent. It's, um, you know, with a soul friend or a spiritual director or somebody where you can process in confidence and be listened to and uh, receive uh, prayer and get perspective on it. And so uh, all of us b- benefit so much by reflecting on our stories of uh, how we were formed. You know, we talk about spiritual formation, Right. Well, spiritual formation begins with family formation, and a big part of that is our relationship with our fathers. And so, yeah, what are you, what are your thoughts about that, Christy? Well, I, just that it's so true, and we see this over and over. And you studied this in your doctoral dissertation as well, and wrote about it. How even it affects our image of God, and how it affects the way we treat ourselves. And so, it's so important. And so often, I even was talking with a, a person today who really has idealized her father. And by being so positive and wanting to see him as all good, it's actually kept her from being able to do the forgiveness work Mm. that she needs to do because I happen to know that there were some real deficits there and even some damage there. And so it's important that we celebrate and certainly receive the good that we received, but it's also important that we work through where, where there was some bad or where there was even some neglect or some lack because as we do that, then we're able to see what we most need from our Heavenly Father. Yes, uh, so true. And just as much we don't want to like idealize that parent, person who's, who's uh, we've looked to as a caregiver, we don't want to devalue them either. And no. so we can, especially with our father, we can make our father all bad and forget uh, where there was some good. And, you know, I think that that's sort of natural in the beginning of really reflecting and processing and feeling where there were some deep wounds or uh, a lack of love that we naturally in that process will feel some anger and maybe, you know, turn away from or reject that, that parent. And some of us will idealize one parent and devalue the other. And so, you know, God's wisdom is to help us learn to see uh, ourselves and one another accurately. And that is so important when it comes to our relationship with our father, because the truth is always our friend and being aware of the truth of our uh, experience in childhood is a, a critical part of that process of emotional healing and renewing the mind. The other thing is God, God uses these wounds. They can become sacred wounds that actually he brings a lot of redemption through our lives and in our lives and through our lives to others as we own them, as we acknowledge them, as we bring them into our relationship with the Lord, as we walk walk it out with him. Yeah, and this especially is happening in the second half of the Christ stage journey that we talk about in Journey of the Soul. This is really the theme of the S stage of spirit-led ministry is that on the heels of a season of doing inner journey work, which for many of us is actually some years uh, in a process of uh, maybe working things through in a support group or with a counselor or spiritual director or soul friend. But as we're doing that inner journey work and we're learning to meditate on Scripture more deeply in a way that we pay attention to our feelings and uh, these sorts of things, God's grace gets in more deeply into our personalities. And so then in the S stage of Spirit-led ministry, we come into a position of an infusion of sense of God's presence and God's joy and God's power, even as it relates to the parts of our stories where there is stress or wounds or dysfunction or conflict, uh, uh, sin and brokenness and so forth. But because God has met us there and done a deeper work of of healing and and renewing, 
we have this new place to stand and this new place from which to to minister to other people with empathy, whether that ministry is uh, re- relational like a spiritual director does or whether it's teaching like, like a, a preacher or a small group leader does or whatever sort of the context is of ministry, our story can become really a big part of that. I was listening to this uh, song, as many of you have heard, uh, Run to the Father by Cody Carnes. Do you know that song? It's an amazing song, very inspirational. We have that on our Journey of the Soul uh, playlist. Do you know that we have these um, playlists for Journey of the Soul? Check out on your Spotify. If you uh, search on Journey of the Soul or Soul Shepherding, you're going to see that we have eight different playlists, one for each of the Christ stages, another one for the wall, and then an introductory one. And in the C stage of Confidence in Christ, one of the songs there is Run to the Father by Cody Carnes. And what I love about this song is it brings me back to my relationship with my father. And one of the ways that I felt just really loved by him uh, was that I ran to him and he embraced me. And we would wrestle together when I was a little boy and we would go out and, and uh, uh, play football, th- throw, throw the ball and play catch, uh, or he'd he'd punt the ball and he could punt it so high and, and I get under and catch it. And he, he, I mean, practically slept with my football because he, <laughs> he was all city football player in Chicago. And he, he taught me how to play the game. And he, he, he went to my practices, not just my games, but even my practices and really encouraged me. And, uh, so many bonding memories around, around sports and, uh, him working in his workshop and going to the hardware store together and, uh, going to restaurants together. And there was just so many ways that, that, my dad was a wonderful father and very involved in my life, and I felt special and important to him and pursued by him. And not only that I sort of run to him, but he, he ran to me, and it did so much to build up my, my self-esteem and my confidence and sense of value. And I just remember as a boy just looking up to my dad and just thinking, oh, I want to be like him. He is so strong, and he's so handsome, and look at him now. He's preparing uh, a message that he's going to give to the elder board, and he's a leader in the church, and uh, it's like, wow, if I could be like my dad, that'd be so awesome. He set an example for you that helped you grow into a, a large part of who you are today. It really influenced your identity and your masculinity, and and you were inspired by your dad because of what you received from him that was good. Yes, and I've just realized over the years of adulthood how how good it feels to remember those stories mm-hmm. and tell those stories to somebody. And, and uh, many times when my dad was still alive, you know, t- telling, you know, thanking him and, and, and reminiscing about different stories with him, you know, whether it was in a Father's Day card or a lunch that we were having together or at a ball game or, or something. And it, it, I think that that's why, I mean, it's how God has made us, right? And so when we honor our parent and, and by appreciating the things that were good, uh, it's just, it's, it's good for our soul. It's good for our mental health and, uh, and, it, and it blesses the relationship. So, um, so that was like one side of my relationship with my dad. And as I'm singing this song, you know, run to the father, or, you know, and I've carried a burden for too long and, you know, laying it down. And so I run to the father, I fall into grace and I don't want to hide anymore. And because my soul needs a friend and, and amazing, you know, God, our father, uh, through Jesus becomes our friend, you know, and there's safety there. There's an embrace there. And, and I had that story with our kids, you know, our three children that we raised and being able to pass on that blessing to our kids of being, being an affectionate father and uh, get, uh, wrestling with them on the floor and, uh, 
you know, when they were excited that daddy's coming home from work and would run to the door. And that's just the way I was as a kid. And having that experience, you know, what a, what a blessing. Um, and so that's sort of one side of my experience as a, as a son with my father. Uh, many, many diverse kinds of memories there that I'm grateful for. But then there's another side that's, you know, it's painful. And, uh, but this is also part of honoring I believe part of honoring our, our father uh, or, or our mother, if we're talking about relationship with our mother, because it's based in, uh, in truth. And it's only by uh, awareness and uh, reflection and confession of these experiences that we can forgive. And so for me, the, the hurt with my dad was that he didn't know how to move towards me uh, emotionally. He didn't understand the language of emotions. He didn't understand um, like how to give empathy. He, um, he wanted to be close to me, but his way was activities and doing things together and working together, and that was good. But when it came to conversation, the best way he knew how to do that was to sort of talk about his life, and a lot of that was him talking about things that he was frustrated about or his stresses, and that was hard for me as a boy growing up. Tell me a little bit more about how that felt hard for you. How, because you're telling me that he was talking to you about himself, but it didn't feel emotionally connected for you. Yeah, sometimes he would, especially as I was like a, a teenager, he would just vent different frustrations from his um, work day as a uh, he's a salesman for IBM and. Uh, I think, you know, in hindsight, he he was an extrovert and I was an introvert. And so I was more quiet, especially at that stage. And so he was probably just trying to connect with me and he didn't really know how to ask me questions and draw me out and be a listener. And so he would just start talking. And, and a lot of that was agitated or frustrated. And so I was internalizing that and it was made me anxious. I didn't have that wording then to know that I felt anxious, but it, it was it was stressful. And it got depressing for me. Did you feel overwhelmed by some of his emotions and he wasn't really taking responsibility for him? He was just kind of letting him out? Yeah, I, I felt overwhelmed. I remember like a lot of times we'd be in the car going somewhere and he'd be talking and I'd just start looking out the window and wanting to be somewhere else. And I didn't know how to like say to him, you know, Dad, let's talk about something else or I don't know how to respond to that or I don't know how to help you with what you're frustrated about at work or gee, I, you know, can we talk about something more happy? Or I wish you wouldn't be judging of other people uh, because then it makes me feel like if I do something wrong, you might judge me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know how to say those things right. until I did find those words until many years later mm-hmm. through uh, safe relationships, including with my own uh, therapist. And so, because I had to figure out, well, why was I anxious and depressed? Yes. And and this was one of the reasons or other reasons, including things that come out of my own personality, my own genetics, my own choices, but some of them have to do with this relationship with my dad. And so that's part of my healing journey. Mm-hmm. Recognizing how it felt for you when he would talk through things that were distressing, when he was venting, when he was sharing his frustrations with you. Yeah. And it was really hard that this dad that I admired so much and that I felt so close to and so bonded to be, as a boy, because because of the sports activities we did together, because he was so happy to see me and because he was encouraging. And so it was, it was such a different kind of a relationship. I didn't know what to do with it. Right. 
this this was a different side of your dad. This wasn't a model that you wanted to emulate. This wasn't a hero that you were looking up to. Well, no, and I really began to see that because then over the course of time, I, I entered more into my mother's world uh, because she was more verbal and um, more sensitive and gentle. And this is the story I hear from so many pastors is coming more into a closeness with their mother that in terms of it relates to like spirituality or feelings or conversation or just, you know, relationship. And because, you know, pastoral ministry is, that's what it's about largely. I mean, yeah, we're, we're leading and it, it, we, we have a side to us that uh, depending upon our role, it's more important, you know, where we can be an authority figure and we can have confidence and, and those kinds of things often come more from our father, uh, our same sex parent there. Uh, but so much of it is relationships and spirituality. And a lot of times we get more of that from our mother. And so um, if we've got this wounding with our father and we haven't addressed that, it really drives us into workaholism or perfectionism or just being in our heads all the time and just constantly sharing insights and answers with people, but not really knowing how to engage in a relational process that's um, patient and gentle and empathetic and curious and ask questions. And so I, with my mom, I came more into her world because it was in a sense more accessible, but uh, some of the same dynamics there that it was more about some of the things that she was experiencing and feeling. And then I, I became very sensitive to her and internalized her emotions as well, including when I sensed that there was some conflict or um, uh, tension or a disappointment or frustration in their marriage. So then you began to see your dad through your mom's eyes. Yes, I, I began to feel what I sensed as her disappointment or hurt or frustration. Uh, and so that further affected my view of my dad and it was so in conflict with what I grew up with as a boy that was so special to me so it became a real crisis for me and I actually remember as a teenager just making a, a private quiet vow like I'm not going to be like my dad I'm not, I'm not going to get angry I'm not going to be judgmental I'm not going to overwork I'm not going to hurt my my wife and uh, and that there was something in that that was was good because I was aspiring for being more, in my understanding of it, more more Christ-like, more compassionate, more relational. But there was something really sad and problematic about that as well because I I was losing that bond with my dad uh, through all of this, and some of that was just needed because it was part of my individuation process and part of what set me up for the the later healing of my father wounds and coming into more of my own identity. But it was um, a very sad thing that I had to rework through then in my early adulthood, how to reconnect with my dad and appreciate the good while, while forgiving the deficits that were there. Yes, and it's so good that you're able to do that work and to be able to become aware and articulate that so that you could do that work where there was forgiveness necessary and healing necessary and where it could not be a barrier in your relationship with God or so often, oftentimes, many times with our fathers, we're often trying to earn their approval or achieve higher and more. And we're not even aware that it's related to what we are striving for. What we didn't get from our dad that we're constantly trying to get. That would be another example of a story I, I hear and see commonly. 
Yeah, and the treadmill never ends <laughs> when, when we're trying to perform and measure up to to get approval or to get noticed or to make somebody proud. Uh, even if you get all the attaboys and attagirls um, you, you could desire, it never fills your soul because it's performance-based. And what we really long for is grace, uh, unconditional love, uh, mercy, uh, to be known for who we are, uh, the good, the bad, the, the, the strong, the weak, uh, the vulnerable, uh, to, to be able to be our, our real authentic self and uh, to be listened to, to be understood, to be uh, accepted and uh, uh, valued in that place, to be in relationship. And so what I found through my journey over the years by being in relationships with other men and with um, spiritual father figures like Ray Ortland, like Dallas Willard, and being listened to and cared for and affirmed and encouraged by, by men like this, including uh, uh, male friends, it, 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 God has used that so powerfully to heal my, my masculine soul and my, my manly identity and help me learn how to be a, a man who's not just like a jock or an athlete or a tough guy or, or, or a heady guy, and, which are things that are natural to me that come out of my relationship with my dad. And they're good things but to also develop my, my heart and my relational skills and the soft side. And I'm very grateful for that. And I'm very grateful you don't sleep with a football anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're glad you're not married to just a tough guy. Huh? So I think that's really important that our message here is that while our, our father, our mother, our parents have a significant peace influence on our formation, that it's not written in stone from that point on, that God has a lot more not only forming of us in his likeness, but reforming even work that he will do in our soul as we as we let him. Yeah, and as we do this uh, inner journey work in the uh, Christ stage model, as we, we do that, it, it helps us understand other people. It's, it's in a way such a simple psychological concept, but it's not really not well understood by most people, even, even Christian leaders, that our ability to understand uh, and care for other people, disciple other people to Jesus effectively, be uh, a, a great spiritual teacher, it, it so much comes out of our own self-awareness because, uh, you know, we just need to uh, face it that in, in your relationships, in your ministry, in you, you're the instrument. Uh, I'm the instrument. It's, it's our, our person, our, our personality, our identity. And so by becoming more aware and learning to receive God's grace and truth deeper into the recesses of our personality, it opens up a whole new world to us so that uh, when we read the Bible, we, we gain insights we didn't see there before. When we uh, look at other people, we're able to get a deeper perspective on on who they are and what they need and what they long for and what they're struggling with. And that affects, uh, obviously, any sort of uh, discipling and relational care, but also teaching and, and preaching and leading. Be- what, what you're saying here is there's two motivations. There's a motivation for our own soul to get healing and be healthy and to grow and for our own relationship with the Lord but there's also a motivation because God uses us as an instrument to be a part of him bringing healing to others and him growing others in their relationship with him. Yeah, and, and obviously this has a huge impact on our parenting. And so I just feel so lucky, and I know it's not just luck, it's just it's blessed by God, but I feel so fortunate that at a, a relatively young age I came into this awareness 
uh, through my desire to become a psychologist. And sort of through the back door, I it was so stressful to listen to other people and be a counselor that I, I needed my own counseling. And fortunately, God gave me the humility or the wisdom or mostly just the opportunity probably to receive that. And so I just started realizing I need more and more of this. And then I saw how it changed my relationship with you and with our kids as they were little. And so that uh, the, the sooner we do this work, the, the, more we, the more fruitful we can be in all of our relationships, in our family, our friendships, and especially, you know, our churches, our organizations, however we're serving the Lord. And so that's why you have such a heart for bringing people away for five days, you know, in our institute. And uh, gosh, it's so awesome when we, we get uh, people uh, in their 20s or 30s. Uh, we get all the different age groups, but uh, probably uh, 40s and 50s come the most. But the earlier we can get people, the more we can sort of help with this uh, spiritual reformation and, and emotional relational reformation so that we can uh, bring a, a different self into our relationships and into our ministry. One of the things we were hearing a lot from people, even at the church that we were ministering at last weekend, is thank you for being spiritual fathers and mothers to us. We need spiritual fathering and mothering. And that's something that God does as fruit through what he's done in us. And it's a great honor, and I, I'm really thankful too, for just the work that you did in your own inner journey work because of the father you are to our kids and, and to other mm. pastors and men in the way I've seen God use you in that as well. So what, what would be some practical steps, honey, for people that are listening to us? Well, you know, one thing is it's just a simple prayer that I developed on a personal retreat I was on where I was reflecting on my own story with my father and uh, God is my father and Jesus' ministry to us of God is Abba, is Papa, and what an amazing thing that is. Uh, I don't have time to, to go into all the, the blessings of, of that, but I do tell that story in our other book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. But the experience of God as Abba is just is so powerfully uh, healing, encouraging, uh, and empowering for us in our life. And so I wrote this little prayer that it's really inspired by the story of Jesus and the children that's in the Gospels. But it's uh, Jesus embraces me in Abba's love. And so this is one of our breath prayers from the Bible. Uh, in addition to being in the Easy Yoke book, it's also in our, our breath prayer guides, which is one of the three prayer guides that, that we've written. And all these resources are available in our Soul Shepherding uh, store and our website, soulshepherding.org. You can also follow the link in the show notes to this episode. But uh, if we just take a, just a, a brief moment here, let me just lead you in this prayer. Just right where you are, just if you just uh, slow down your breathing for a minute, just breathing in, breathing out, Let's just be present right where we are, here and now, in God's presence. Let's just pray, Jesus embraces me in Abba's love. Just repeat that to yourself. Even breathe it in in one long, slow, deep breath. You could breathe in the, or whisper the prayer, Jesus embraces me in Abba's love. Breathing out the hurt or the stress. Just picturing Jesus with the children because our imaginations are so powerful. Seeing his smile, seeing his arms open as he is in the Gospels. 
Jesus, the true and perfect image of God, our Father. Jesus embraces me in Abba's love. Yes, Lord, that's what we all need. Help us to see you this way, Jesus, as we read the Gospels. Help us to see your tenderheartedness, your compassion. Refather us, Jesus, through our Bible reading and meditations. And in our relationships, Lord, help us learn this way of soul talks that we practice in these podcasts. This way of vulnerability and authenticity and finding a a safe friend or a spiritual director to be vulnerable with and be listened to, be prayed for. And and to do this for others, Lord. We want to love others this way. We're, we're, We're great listeners. And we have soft hearts for people that they would feel that they can trust us. Help us, Lord, in our ministries of discipleship and teaching and leading in all of our relationships to cultivate this sort of an authentic uh, learning and journeying with Jesus. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, all of you, for listening to us and want to just encourage you, if you want to go deeper in this subject on longing for a father's love, we just recently did a webinar, Healing Father Wounds, by uh, one of our uh, colleagues, uh, dear friends and board members in Soul Shepherding, Papa Joe Johnson. That's uh, Healing Father Wounds. You'll find that link in the show notes or on our Soul Shepherding store. And if you want somebody, you need someone to talk to who will listen to you and give you empathy and pray for you, someone who understands the things that we're talking about here, who understands the the journey and and discipleship from an authentic place and the Christ stages that we talk about in our book, Journey of the Soul, go to soulshepherding.org and look up a senior spiritual director. You'll find that right there on our website under individuals or click the link the show notes to this podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.